Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dave Herdon. And I'm Matthew Holton. And we are Root Beer, Root beer Radio. Radio. We are a podcast about root beer and only root beer. We are so happy to be here today at the yeah. Blue Sun Soda Shop. Blue Sun Soda Shop. That is right. We are here for the Minnesota Soda Festival, yeah. which is a really cool thing. This is the first annual Minnesota Soda Festival. Yeah, there's a... Uh, I don't even know how many vendors here. There's at least three food trucks. Yeah. And it looks like a good turnout despite the weather. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for coming out today and uh, enjoying some soda and some Rip Your Radio. Whether you like it or not, whether you signed up for this or not, thank you for being here. <laughs> um, so Matt and I, a little bit of background about us. I love Rip Your more than anything else in the world. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I work at a winery uh, as an assistant winemaker. And with our powers combined, we are trying to explore the differences in root beers. That's right. We are discussing all things root beer, all the controversial topics within the root beer community, as well as trying to make our own root beer. We're on a quest, ladies and gentlemen, a quest to make the perfect root beer. Has it already been made? Maybe. <laughs> we'll find out on our journey. Um, we are... We're about a year in. We're just over a year in on this podcast. Yeah. Uploaded inconsistently, but we're Yeah, no, on we're that. we're not very good at this. <laughs> um it is it takes a little bit to get out a an episode. But guess what? You are part of this episode. Again, whether you like it or not, you are here <laughs> to enjoy. <laughs> uh, so Matt, we're we did we we talked about how we're here at the Minnesota Soda Festival, first annual. The Blue Sun Soda Shop. What do we have going on here? Uh, there's you know, loads of tastings. Everyone can uh, buy a few tickets. I'm pretty sure they're a quarter a taste, which is really reasonable. Yeah. And you can try anything from root beers to cream sodas. I saw a cinnamon soda. Yeah. Uh, there's quite a bit here. I and saw Liftbridge has a mini donut soda. Yeah. And if it's anything soda? like their mini donut beer, it, will, it should be tasting pr pretty fantastic. Oh, I can't so. wait to try that in a little bit. Man, I'm right now. I'm trying to go live on our Facebook page. <laughs> I, I'm, I think. Oh, oh, there it is. Okay, allow. <laughs> okay. It's like watching his father use a phone. That's right. My father is old. <laughs> okay, we are live on <laughs> Facebook. So for all of our followers at home, here here we are. Uh. Perfect. Yeah. Our <laughs> lovely assistant, Kim. Do you want to show yourself, Kim? To the people at home? Okay. All right. So the whole the whole idea of the soda festival is for people to come and try different sodas. Yeah, and there's there's a lot more out there than just your Pepsi, your Mountain Dew, your Diet Coke, oh, yeah. you know, whatever, A and W. There's a lot more out there than I, I guess most people are aware of. Yes. Um, so what we are going to do today is we are going to, on this episode, do a live tasting of a couple of the root beers that are available here at the festival. And we're yeah. going to, we'll try to talk about them as best we can. Um, but we're going to take a couple of breaks today, unlike our normal podcast. But if anybody out here has questions about root beer, please <laughs> come ask us. You can be a guest on our podcast. 
All right, so for, we went around a little bit earlier and tried a bunch of root beers. Um, the first one we tried was Twig's root beer. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, for me personally, when I drink a root beer, I, I'm looking for something with a very pronounced flavor, something that's kind of in your face and letting you know what it is. And for me, Twig's, uh, it wasn't too sweet, but and it was kind of like a, in my opinion, almost like a diet root beer. You know, yeah. It was kind of like a subtle flavor profile. Yeah. So it's not particularly for me. But for someone who doesn't like, you know, an overly in-your-face sort of profile, yeah, it might be the root beer for you. Oh, absolutely. You know, I thought I thought it was a also a very light root beer, um, but I got a lot of fruity, a lot of fruity taste to it. Like, see, and I had the exact opposite. I had a, like a lot of really kind of malty caramel sort of profiles come through. Yeah. So, huh. I didn't taste the caramel at all. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. But this is exactly why not every root beer is for everybody. Exactly. Okay, so then we went to this one that I'd never tried before. It's called Fizz root beer. Fizz. Yeah. F-I-Z. Yeah, Fizz, uh, it's, uh, from what I gathered, it's an Italian soda mm. uh, company. And Italian sodas are different from what we're normally used to. Uh, they tend to be a bit lighter. Uh, it's mostly like carbonated water with a little bit of flavoring and some sugar. Yes. Um, which is kind of like the profile for most sodas, but there's not as many other additives that kind of build body. So it's a very light profile, and uh, the flavors can be not as bold. Can you hear us? Yeah. Yes. I agree. It was very, very light, uh, and, and it has to do with that, uh, the t- Italian soda side of it, which I didn't. I had never really experienced many Italian sodas. Mm-hmm. Maybe just Italian, like, cream soda, but not really an Italian soda. So I, I thought it tasted like a, uh, the, the finish, um, the afterglow, was a very watered-down popsicle taste is what I had. Yeah, and I think that's pretty common amongst Italian sodas. Sure. But, and if that's what you're looking for, I'll yeah. take it louder. Okay. Oh, I need to be louder. Okay. Okay, I'll eat the mic next. <laughs> um, okay, so Fizz, that was pretty good. But our next one is a local root beer, ladies and gentlemen, a local root beer called North Star Soda. And we actually have some samples of that here right now. We do. So we're going to try some North Star Soda. Oh, here it is. Oh, baby. I've, have you, you've had this before, right? Yeah. Uh, this is something that we tried on our rounds here, but... I'd be excited to try it again. Yes. The first time I got it, I was in, uh, what is that grocery store by your house? Uh, a V. No, that is Jubilee. A Jubilee grocery store in Mound, Minnesota. They have a great root beer selection, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and that's where I've tried my first North Star root beer. So, again, a local root beer made in Forest Lake, Minnesota. Cheers, Matt. Cheers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hmm. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I'm definitely getting some wintergreen. Mm. Uh, it's not too acidic and mm-hmm. not overly sweet. See, I think it is sweet. It's. See? It might be. I haven't eaten anything today. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but my my level of sweetness is very different from yours. That is true. See, I thought I tasted some citrus in that one, some citrus taste. 
When it comes to root beer, I swear to God that you are a super taster. Because <laughs> I cannot pick up on some of these subtle nuances amongst the root beer like you can. I love root beer. Um, this is one that I think I could I could have a bottle, but I couldn't have more than that. I couldn't have a lot of North Star. Well, you know, it's a good thing that a bottle is a serving size. Yes, that is <laughs> <laughs> very true in some cases. Um, you know, North Star root beer, they are here and people from, actually it's bottled here. Yeah, it's bottled here at the Blue Sun Soda Shop. Yep. Uh, it was purchased by the owner of the... The the brand was purchased by the owner of this uh, this store. Yes. Yes. They also make Whistler root beer here, which I quite enjoy. Yes, I really like their what was it a uh, caramel or a pecan root beer? No, what was it? I have not had that. All right, we're gonna have to get that. Um, <laughs> yeah, North Star, get it. It's local. There are a handful of local root beers, ho- local soda companies. So please support them. All right, Matt, next root beer that we tried is Tower root beer. Yeah, and it looks like we have a sample of that again yes, here. Yes, we also have Tower root beer here. Um, this is one I thought was really interesting. Very interesting. Let's try it. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, this sample is different, tastes to me a little different from what I just tried yep. about 15 minutes ago. Oh. Which is weird. No, it's not. Because you've had other root beers since then, remember? Yeah, that's probably true. Don't you remember <laughs> taste testing in, like, elementary school when you would eat crackers in between or something? Yeah. Did and you and do and taste testing in elementary school? Uh, and in college. And oh. it's part of my job at the winery. So. Well, there you go. So why don't we have crackers? I didn't think of it. We're <laughs> not on top of this. We folks. are professionals. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, what can I tell you what I'm getting? Yeah, go for it. You know those spice drops that they sell? Not What not spice either. drops? Yeah, you use them in baking uh and making like the popcorn mixture. Anyways, um like a popcorn cake, you know what I'm talking about, Jen? Uh spice drops, the candy, sugar covered Kim knows. Brandon, do you know what spice drops are? So spice drops, um, okay, I guess everybody go buy some spice drops. It tastes like it's a spice. I can't, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. Thank you so much. Wait, what is your name? Billy the Jerk. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Billy the Jerk. Billy said he's a big fan of Rip Your Radio. You are? Favorite Rip Your that we've had so far? Ever. I'm, I'm going with 1919. Yeah. A Minnesota a local Rip Your. It's super good. It has to be served in a frosted mug. Yeah, Broadway Pizza Everywhere has them. Billy, I like you. I like you. Uh, for me, it's Virgil's. Virgil's yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I like that you get our jokes, Billy. <laughs> Billy, what is your favorite root beer? Uh, okay, I know. Uh, <laughs> first off, I just want to say, hi, Mom. Hi. Okay, uh, first time, long time. 
So, uh, let's see. Oh, there's so many root beers. Oh, um, I, I was surprised by Abita. Abita was one of the root beers where you taste it and then it plays on different notes. Yeah. Uh, we have the new Imperial Frost Top. Mm. I preferred the other Frost Top. Same. Yes. Yeah. I don't like what they did there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I will be printed or recorded that's saying fine. that, and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> that's, that's fine, Billy. So, Billy likes... Amen. Well, here's the thing. Do you know that that Imperial root beer is not bottled? It's bottled in Minnesota. It is, but at Spring Grove. Yes. Yeah. So maybe we should talk to Spring Grove about I that. Th- I think it's just the recipe. Like yeah. It is what it is. Okay. But I like the other stuff better. Same. <laughs> Same. It broke my heart. And, and Abita is a nice Louisiana root beer. Oh, uh, Margo's Bark. Margo's Bark. That's a good one. Oh, that one is yes. fantastic. Right. Absolutely, it's very good. Very D- lots of depth to that flo- yeah. flavor profile. Yeah. It would make a great float. You're right. Yeah. I know. There's plenty of food trucks here. We do. We've got three of the four. Three of the four food trucks are here. It's a pretty good batting average. That is true. This is the first festival, and it. I think it's a success. Yes, yeah. I think so too. I didn't know you guys were going to be here. Oh yeah, we talked to Jeff and we made it happen. Can you sign my, can you sign my clipboard? Of course, of course. Okay, the rest of it's just what we can do to make it better. Okay. Most of them say less rain, and we're working on it. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Here we go. You want just right in the same row? Sure. Why okay. Not? Oh my goodness. There you go. Root beer forever. Root beer forever. Yeah, there is right behind us uh, for the folks at home. Maybe you can see it, um, and the folks listening, you can't see it on our later later released podcast episode. There is a, a 1955. You said Billy, a school bus from 1955. Yeah, we're, this is a this is a great retro theme that we've got going here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and the retro theme for the for the Blue Sun Soda Shop. Is uh, all throughout the Some store. Uh, there's dub- the uh, pinball machines. There's uh, ski uh, yeah, ball. And the whole uh, place yeah. is decorated in that 1950s yes. aesthetic. It's pretty cool. It is very cool. Um, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Billy the Jerk one more time. <laughs> nice to finally meet you, Billy. Okay. Back to Tower Rupier. Lots of spices, like spice drops. Is anybody out there familiar with spice drops, the candy? Please, somebody besides me. No takers. No? <laughs> yes, you, they're like the little gummy things, those sugar. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, we got one person. I can't figure out which color spice drop it is, but I know it's a spice drop. Oh, but it's really good. I like it. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a fantastic root beer. That's a good holiday root beer, I think. Yeah. I think that would be good around the holiday times. It would yeah. go well, yeah. Okay. Um, down our down our list, uh, the next root beer that we tried is another local Minnesotan root beer. This one's from Stillwater, Minnesota, out of Liftbridge Brewery. Yeah, and, and this is a uh, this is a root beer that we've had a couple times now. Uh, and for me, it's it's always been a, a solid root beer for what mm. I've enjoyed. 
Uh, Dave, you've had a different experience with it. You know, when I first tried it, I thought, man, this tastes like Barks, and I really don't like it. <laughs> it's a Minnesota root beer, and I really wanted to like it, but I didn't. But you know what? Today I tried it, and it could have been that I had a bunch of different root beers before, and it skewed my, my palate. But I kind of liked it. Yeah. Brandon, you should go try it. it. Something about it today just, I don't know, it was, it was better than I remember. Like the afterglow was not as, uh, as bitter. It was a little bit more sweet. And a little bit, I don't know. It was just a little bit better. It's it's I, I'm having a tough time deciding. It's been a little bit since we tried it. Yeah. But uh, Matt, w- we didn't try any more root beers after that, did we? After Lipbridge, no. Okay. So now we've got two more root beers sitting in front of us, ready to be tasted. Um, two that we've had before. Uh, but this this first one's a standard. This one's Virgil's. Anybody out there a Virgil's root beer fan? Brandon, Brandon's actually the one. This is Brandon, everybody. Hi, Brandon. Uh, Brandon introduced me to Virgil's. Well, no, you didn't. But you introduced me to <laughs> really finding joy in a Virgil's root beer and finding a love of the depth and the, and the anise, which is a spice. So we're going to try this, Virgil's. Matt, this is your favorite root beer. Yeah, this is... Probably uh, number one or two with uh, uh, Margos. Oh yeah, yeah. Those two, those two are pretty great. You know, I'm a big fan of Virgil's Bavarian Nutmeg Limited Edition root beer. I think they still have some inside here, at Blue Sun. Right. But if you haven't had it, get it. It's so good. It's worth the five dollar bottle. Cheers. Mmm. Yeah, I mean, I not overly overly sweet. Nice spice finish. Mm. I'm enjoying mm. it. Mm. All right, Matt, I have some sour news for you. The first taste, I, d- I, d- I wasn't a fan. It's a little lukewarm, and that could be it. But it tastes a little medicine-y to me. It yeah. almost started to taste like a, a Bundaberg root beer. <laughs> and if you've listened to this podcast, you know how I feel about Bundaberg root beer. It's an Australian root beer of an old, an old recipe root beer, and it's awful. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that about Virgil's. But the second taste was a little bit better. I, I, ta- I tasted the licorice, and then the third taste, again, got better. So I think it, it has to do with the number of, of root beers that we've had in a row. Right. So, without further ado. Without further Dublin. ado. Dublin? Dublin root beer. Dublin root beer. Or d- well, it's Texas root beer from the Dublin Soda Company. Um, Dublin Bottling Works, excuse me. Who, they're here. They are here from all the way from Dublin, Texas, on the other side of the building. Um, actually, I can see them through this building. <laughs> we're going to have them we're actually going to have them on in a few minutes um, but for now let's let's try some Dublin Texas root beer yeah that's that's pretty solid yup right yep. down the middle 
And uh, uh, talking with the owner uh, previously, he said that. Don't give it away. Okay, okay, okay. I won't. Don't give it away. I won't. That's a little teaser for you folks. Um, because here at Rip Your Radio, we like to explore as much in the world of Rip Your as we can. And today, we are going to do a first for us in a year of podcasting. We are going to bring on a guest. Actually, no, it's not. We have interviewed one other person, but never live. So we are going to bring on a guest, and we are going to take a quick break. Is that okay, Matt? Sounds good to me. All right. We love you. We are Rip Beer Radio, a podcast about Rip Beer. Hey, folks. Dave here. If you enjoy what we do, log on to your social medias and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Not only do we keep you up to date on new and upcoming episodes, but we post beautiful photos of Rip Beer with hilarious captions, keep you up to date on where to find Rip Beer on tap, and anything else Rip Beer related that you could ever imagine. And you can ask us anything about Rip Beer. We might even answer your question on an episode. Just check it out. It's easy as can be. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are Rip Beer Radio. My name's Dave Herdon. Uh, Matt Holton over here doesn't have a microphone anymore. I stole it. But we are here with Kent Crouch from the Dublin Bottling Works. That is correct. Yes, real close, Kent. Okay, real close. Got it. Yes, like you're eating it. I like to eat things. That's me too. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kent, can you tell us about Dublin, Texas root beer? All right, Dublin, Texas root beer. We've been founded in 1891, 128 years ago. Our root beer is our number one sales in Dublin, Texas, and Texas by far. 3.5 million bottles sold this year. So basically, wow. when we're making root beer, we make it where it's a universal root beer, where everybody loves the root beer. It's just not one-sided. So it's a multitude of beautiful flavors. It's not wintergreen. It's not licorice. It's a combined of all of them. So basically, we want to make something everybody likes. Yeah. And I think everybody does. <laughs> well, today they have. It's been our number one sample drink. I really like. I like the the logo on the bottle, a lot. So I like the color. Yeah, basically on the logo. All my life, I've been doing things a little bit different. So I got a call from the Texas Rangers one day and wondering why I have a Texas logo trademarked, and I told them they could buy it from me if they wanted to. So we actually do have the trademark of the Texas root beer. Wow. So if you want to use the big X in Texas, you got to call me. Really? Yep. That's so cool. What about outside of Texas? Actually, we're worldwide with it. Woo! So, that's cool. So. That's really cool. We're Man. pretty proud of it. Like I said, we went with the green. Dublin's rep is a retro green. So if you went to Sherwin Williams, the paint company, and put Dublin green in, there you go. Really? Yeah. That that's have, also really cool. We have cool. our own paint color. Wow. Man. So, so our route trucks are that color too. Yeah. So we're we're green. Everything. We're really the fifties was the, was a mint green. This is our Pantone green. So we love it. That's awesome. That is really cool. This is stuff that you wouldn't find out, ladies and gentlemen, without listening to our podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> so when you walk into the store in here, and they got 1,300 amazing drinks, but you only see one green label. That's right. <laughs> Dublin green. That's right. <laughs> so the, this is a really smooth rip here. It is. It's very smooth. Creamy. It's a creamy. The sugar always has. I mean, when you taste something without the pure cane sugar, it gives you that off taste. Yeah. You want a cleaner, sweeter taste, you got to do cane sugar from the beginning. Our water starts as an RO water. Everybody else uses a different type of water. You may use municipal water, a carbon filter, 
we believe RO systems or reverse osmosis is the ways to go. Yeah. There's nothing in the water. So you start out with the cleanest product possible, and this is why it's smooth. Reverse osmosis? osmosis? Right. Yep. What? Uh, in brewing, uh, brewing beer, uh, I've been brewing for nine years now. Uh, RO water is a pretty big uh, standard for a right. lot of people. But for a lot of brewers, they're trying to match salt profiles for the cities that the uh, like the style originates in. So like London water, people are trying to add salts back to uh, match that London water. That's true. Uh, do you have add any salts back when you're making the root beer? We do not. Basically, okay. we we believe the salt is a another reaction to the formula. Right. Right. So we keep the sodium out. It's a. It'll tell you it's a low sodium product. Perfect. Yeah. Do you use anything um, to get the creaminess to get like a fr like a frothing agent? We will d definitely tell you everything we do is proprietary for a reason. Ooh. Basically, we've been through some really large companies, Dr. Pepper Snapple Company, basically, yep. and um, they took over our last business because we had such a great product. Sure. And uh, we decided no longer we'll talk about our products, how they're made. We'll discuss it with you, but there will not be any secrets released. I like it. I like your style. And basically, every drink we make goes across my desk. Yeah. I sample between three and 4,000 different drinks. And like I said, I go from really world travels to find a great drink. Yeah. And some people do have some great drinks. You just can't get them here. So what we'll do is uh, we'll take a few. We'll like to profile. We'll create our own ingredients, our own sourcing, and do it. That's really cool. So. That's very cool. I did not know that. Man. So. And as a uh, amateur craft soda maker, yep. uh, I have attempted to make a couple uh, root beers yep. out of, like, sass dried sassafras root. Yep. It's failed spectacularly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and you're, uh, I guess when you guys were starting out, were you just taking like different flavor extracts of like, hey, this is wintergreen extract, this yep. is caramel extract, and just kind of matching them together and then trying to say this is the co combination that works? Yep, for three months. Actually, every day All right. we made something and took it up to the CEO of the company and says, do you like this? And he always says, it's not good enough. It's not good enough for Dublin. And then one day we literally said, we're just going to make it the way he wants it. And he says, I want lightly wintergreen, very little hint of licorice. A few other things I'm not going to talk about. Right. And he, we do have some aged vanilla in it. And he said, that's perfect, except let's get it a little bit more on the heavy side. And when he said heavy, our concentrates, we want to make sure our yields, and talk about yields, mm -hmm. there's some companies out there that you make this concentrate and you make a little bit more than you should, so you're making more profit. We always dial it back. So if we're going to make 100 cases with our concentrate, we do 98, 97. We want to make sure you get the best tasting soda. And like I said, use a little bit more concentrate, use a little bit more sugar. You're always on a high profile. People come back to it. Yeah, and you can definitely tell that this is a high quality product on what we're tasting right here. So, And I'm a, I'm a soda guy. I've been a soda guy since the beginning. I started my world in the soda business in 1984. Started mowing the founder's yard. So actually owned his own little Dr. Favorite bottling company. And I mowed his yard when I was 12. Through the years, he taught me into collecting sodas. So I started collecting about when I was 12 years old. So while I was in high school, I was the, the soda nerd. I look just like the guy in here doing the, walking around doing Bill, the soda jerk. Yeah, I Billy said, the jerk. That was me. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, I got involved, started collecting, and literally I have 17,000 square foot. Of collectibilities. Wow. I was actually going to ask how yeah. big your collection is. Now, our, our company's collection is about 54,000 square foot. Wow. Now, 
We have two museums in Dublin. Most of them are every single flavor we've ever done since 1891. So a lot of people don't get it. Yeah. That we have more stuff than the corporate companies as a museum. Right. So we have two separate museums. How many? So how many products would would there be in that in that collection? I had 1,700 SKUs at one time. Wow. So that's a lot of sodas. That's a lot of sodas for one company especially. And now I'm down to 16. Okay. Amazing SKUs. Wow. <laughs> the, the 16, the best. Yeah, well, you control it too. We, we actually yeah. get to market our product how we want. I can do any logo. And this root beer label actually got a new look. It comes out basically August 15th. Okay, that's good to know. So there'll be a big Dublin on it. It's called the Big and Bold Dublin. And we're going out and pushing Dublin more than we're doing anything for tourism part. Yeah. We want people to come to Dublin, experience the whole event. Yeah. Wow, maybe we'll have to make a trip down to Dublin. I promise you, we'll teach you all about some sodas. Yes, that would that would be really good. We are trying to learn as much as we can. So <laughs> one of our most famous things we got is a root beer frosty. And people say, a frosty? Isn't that frosty root beer? Well, we actually have ice cream treats before Wendy's had them. Yeah. So we've been making oh. ice cream treats with sodas. They used to call them balls. Okay. They don't have a ball. Yes. It has a ball of ice cream with root beer on it. Okay. We blended it up with our own syrups. We don't add carbonated water to it until it's to the very last segment. So yeah. it's syrup, ice cream, you blend it, don't add milk, and at the very last point, you put the carbonated water in, you put a cherry on it, you squirt some extra syrup on top, Whoa. and you got the world's famous frosty root beer. So can you taste the carbonate like can you taste the carbonation? What it does, it has a little bit of that fizz on it. Oh. So also, you put it in cold, it, it actually freezes the top of the ice cream. Yeah. So you're breaking through that little ice barrier. Like I said, we do, we do more in sodas with root beer. Yeah. Man, wh what are we doing here still? Why aren't we down there? Yeah. So <laughs> That's awesome. So we take root beer to a whole new level. It actually is our number one drink. We yeah. sold 3.5 million bottles of it this year. And a lot of people don't think that's a lot, but 3.5 million, that's a lot of individual bottles. That's pallets and pallets and truckloads. Yes. Yes, that's a lot. Holy cow. Wow. At the winery I work at, uh, we moved 90,000 bottles last year, so 3.5 million is a number I can't fathom. Uh, so I, I'm just like, I know what my warehouse looks like. I can't imagine what 3.5 million bottle warehouse it, looks like. It's a lot of bottles. Yeah. But what's nice about it, we're, we're in a situation where we can make it and sell it without ordering it from another company all the time. So that's a good thing. When you're in control of your destiny, we make our own syrups in Dublin. So if I'm out of a certain syrup, I just walk back there, throw it in the vat, mix it up, I'm good to go. Amazing. Kent, I have a question about your bottles. Yes. Is there a reason you have a brown bottle rather than a clear bottle or a green bottle? Well, first of all, I love an amber bottle. Yes. I think, you know, the UV lights, people don't think about it, but UV lights still penetrate a clear bottle. Yep. So a root beer bottle, just like a beer, should have a basically amber glass that reflect or reflect the light off of it. It also looks cool. Yes. But the amber, <laughs> it actually does enhance the flavor. So. Okay. That's we did an episode on containers a little while ago, yep. and that's what we discovered. We're, I'm glad that yep. the expert agrees. Now <laughs> let me tell you, if I could get away with it, putting all my drinks in amber, I would do it. But when you're trying to sell a cherry limeade or a tart and sweet lemonade, you have to see the color to sell it. Yeah. Everybody knows root beer should be an amber bottle. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool. That is really cool. Man. Well, 
Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Kent Crouch one more time. <laughs> and we're going to take Thank another break. Uh, drink, finish drinking this delicious root beer. If you haven't tried it already, get the Dublin Bottling Works root beer. It is w really good. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Dave again. If you or someone you know are interested in supporting Rip Your Radio in any way, you're in luck because we are currently looking for sponsors. It takes a lot to produce a podcast about Rip Your, believe it or not, including brewing supplies and equipment and sound production equipment. I mean, if you think about how much Rip Your we've drank during this podcast, that alone is an expense. So if you're interested in helping us continue to produce the only known podcast about Rip Your, send us a message on our Facebook or email us at ripyourradio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for our last segment of Rip Your Radio today. Uh, my name's Dave Herdon. This is Matt Holton, again, without a microphone, because um, we have another guest here today. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Tim Allen from Whistler and North Star Sodas. Hey, glad to be here. This yes. is awesome. Yes. So, Tim, what is your role with these companies? So I, I am the wholesale outside sales director for Blue Sun Soda. So it's my responsibility to get North Star Soda and Whistler Soda out to the community and out to the uh, region here. That, my friend, is a beautiful, beautiful responsibility. Yes, it is. And we thank you for that. <laughs> I love my job. It's easy when you have a great product. Absolutely. Can you t tell us about we, – we discussed North Star a little bit earlier – um, we did some some live tastings. Okay. Um, I guess w which would you like to start with, Whistler or North Star? Uh, you know, we can start with Whistler. Okay, let's yeah. start with Whistler. What? W tell us about the company. So, so Whistler has a very old-fashioned feel. When people see the bottle and when they hear that name, it just has a nostalgia type of uh, name to it. And uh, the funny thing is, is, there was a soda back in the '40s and '50s called Whistle. Um, yes, yes. So it has a very similar name. But so the story with Whistler is in uh, 2014, uh, a guy named Jesse Hopkins, who is uh, with the public school system in the Forest Lake area, just always had a, uh, um, always wanted to kind of get into the soda business. He loved soda, he liked the old fashioned returnable bottle concept. And that's where Whistler is very unique. We're the only one in the state. Only one really in the region. There is one other one, and maybe in Wisconsin, I think. But it's a returnable bottle. So in 2014, Jesse basically stepped out of his role in the uh, public school system and decided to buy an old soda machine and go around the country and learn about soda and make a unique soda called Whistler. You know, that sounds really tempting. I'm a teacher as well, so I uh, maybe I'll have to talk to him about this. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Jesse, what he did was, and it was smart, he went all over the country, he talked to small bottling uh, companies and asked them, you know, how to get started, what recipes, he went with a 50s traditional recipes uh, on a lot of the Whistler flavors, and that's what Whistler root beer is. Wow, it, it's really good. We have a bottle here uh, that we can try. Do you have a bottle? Do we have a bottle? You, oh, of course. Tim's prepared. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> a true professional is right. Um, now, 
we just talked to Kent from Dublin, um, and and rightfully he was very uh, secretive about his recipe. Are you yeah. also very secretive about your recipe? You know, um, to a certain extent, but we also want everybody to know about it, and because sure. root beer is is not the same. You know, we hold no. root, we hold root beer um, tastings here at Blue Sun where we line them up and we talk about them. So we're pretty open about it. Uh, root beer, our root beer is a very, in both the North Star and the Whistler, is kind of your traditional draft style root beer. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's uh, people like it across the board. It doesn't have a strong bite to it. One thing people will notice, though, is it's a little bit lower carbonated. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, actually there is. Uh, for one, we bottled it on a 1952 Dixie bottling machine, which there's only about four or five in the country that make soda like that. Yeah. There's no electronics. It's all hydraulic and mechanical. But soda back in the day wasn't as highly carbonated because when plastics came along, they super carbonate the sodas because plastics leak carbonation over time. So in a glass bottle, it's not as much. So the soda being made on an old soda machine is a less carbonated soda. Because it, it didn't need to be more carbonated. No. Okay. Wow. Huh. That makes sense. Yeah. So does it have the capabilities to, to carbonate more, or is that? It does. does. It's okay. something we're kind of tweaking right now with our recipe and with our bottling. Our bottler, uh, Jordan, here right next to us in the building um, he kind of plays with it a little bit, and we're, we're looking at carbonating the Whistler a little bit more to that more modern, fizzy feel that people are used to. So, okay. Yeah. Nice. Change. Adjusting. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Man. So what, what kind of sweetener do you use in, in your Whistler root beer? It is a uh, pure sugar. We don't use any high fructose corn syrup. Um, we, we, like a lot of small bottlers, believe that real sugar is going to taste better, and it, it does quite honestly yes it does it really does yeah it, it, you get that clean t- uh feel when you drink it yeah now uh with as a wholesaler for whistler and north star uh what do, what do you say is the main barrier to entry into like a, a normal supermarket where your brand isn't being carried right now because for me i live in mound uh jubilee liquor uh jubilee foods uh has a a section for craft sodas but uh that's not a common thing like a cub foods or a coburn's you know like well maybe there's a little bit but nothing too crazy right right no that's a great question you know we right now currently are small business privately owned uh cafes coffee shops um some grocers independent grocers that is our market that's where we um introduce the soda to now whistler because of the uniqueness of a returnable bottle we don't have a desire to go nationwide or even too far outside of the state we have a handful north dakota wisconsin that kind of stuff but uh we like to keep that within the metro area but with north star and our new modern line soda maker we bottler we have it next door that is the goal we're going to start branching out and that's going to spread out into some higher markets and grocery chained grocery stores and things like that we do have a desire there to do that yeah but we yeah we we like the mom and pop we like to sit down with them and 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 get our sodas in in that market you know i think to minnesota that's very unique i think we're very much local we want local 
And I think yes. that's that's a great model for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yep. Yep. We. Uh, you know, and to be honest, we we like the feel of Northstar. Although we want to get it out there, we want it to be different. And if you can buy it at any local gas station or major chain, then we we don't feel like we're as um, we're as special. We we want people to see Northstar and go, hey, that's different. Yeah, absolutely. Like you have to seek it out. Right. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Man, so Northstar is also made here. Yes. Did it used to be made in Forest Lake? No. Uh, yes and no. Yeah, we did a little bit on the on the Dixie machine. Um, we have had a co-packer in Wisconsin do it for us for a while, okay. but it's now being done under roof right here in Spring Lake Park now. Yep. So you have a separate bottler from the Dixie. We can do it on the Dixie oh. machine, and we can do it on our new modern line that we just installed. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Do you so? Do you do? Are there all? A, a, there's a number of North Star r- or drinks. Yes. Sodas. Do you do all of those here? Yes. We do oh. a black cherry. We do a uh, p- uh, pineapple orange, and we do an orange cola as well. Okay. How many? Uh, how many bottles would you say you put out of North Star sodas? Like I don't know, per day or per year? Or? Uh, I can give you probably a better idea monthly. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, and I'm just kind of doing some rough calculations in my head. Um, we, we probably do in the realm of two to three thousand in a in a month. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome, man. This see we're we're in the part of our prod, podcast is like making our own root beer. Oh yeah. Uh, we're on a quest to make a root beer. Um, that's good and not awful like our first few batches have been. <laughs> um. So we're really interested in, like, you know, the process of, of all of it. Since North Star didn't start. It started in 2014. 2014 with Whistler, kind of a, sure. kind of a joint release with those two. Uh, you know, North Star came just, just after Whistler came out. Okay. Uh, Jesse, once again, uh, designed that. Jesse Hopkins, the original owner of, yeah. of Whistler. And, you know, Mark, Mark, the owner here, Blue Sun, ended up buying out that, that process and manufacturing for it. So, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. We're just we're just another local couple of guys trying to make something good. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's there is there are a ton of root beer fans in this area. When we do our root beer tastings yes. here, they are hits. Yes. Um, and you've been to them, I'm, I yep. think. Yep. We did a we did an episode. One of our recent episodes was on. Uh, okay. The great root beer taste off number four, right? Or yes. Number two, two, four, one of them. Yeah. Stay tuned for those because the goal is is to take the top one out of a whole year, and then those top are going to go against each other. Yes. So we will be back. Well, hopefully, we'll be back uh, with another podcast live. Yeah, that would be really cool. But man, well, hey, if you guys if you guys get the uh, perfection on the root beer, you got the place to sell it right here. We Absolutely. need to talk. So. Absolutely. Well, sweet. Yeah, thank you so much, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Tim Allen. Not. Well, he's from Michigan, <laughs> but he's not from the television show, um, and he doesn't have some of the same habits, but <laughs> <laughs> he is from Whistler and North Star Craft Soda. So give it up for Tim Allen. Thank you so much. Yeah. And one more time, we are Rupier Radio. Thank you so much uh, for being here today and listening to us. You can find us. We're on all of your podcast apps. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Bumble, 
that's not true. Um, but follow us, like us, and you can maybe hear yourself talking in the background of our episode today. So thanks again from the Minnesota Soda Festival. We are Root Beer Radio. Two brothers set out on a lifelong quest to brew some root beer and discuss all the controversial topics that plague the root beer community. We're talking root beer.